Welcome to Wine and Real Estate, the podcast where we drink wine, we have fun, and we learn about real estate investing. Real estate investing is so much more than just buying buildings. It's about building relationships, building your dreams, building your dream lifestyle, customizing your life. What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? It's much more than money. It's more than getting rich. It's a different type of wealth. It's the wealth of time, the wealth of freedom. It's so much more. So every week we have different guests and we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your feedback. Please give us a rating, a note, good or bad. It's all about learning here. Uh, we're just being vulnerable and showing you what we learn, who's in our network, who do we find interesting. And if you'd like to be a guest, make sure to send us a message. So we hope you enjoy our show. And now let's get to the wine and the real estate. This podcast is brought to you in part by Mike and Leanne Nicholson from Referral Mortgages. Call on this amazing power couple for all your mortgage needs. They can coach you through your first purchase or number 100. And they're also real estate investors themselves, so they know exactly what you need to do. Call them today. Mike can be reached on his cell phone at 705-260-0064 or by email mike at referralmortgages.com. You can also reach Leanne, L-E-E uh, hyphen A-N-N-E, and her cell phone is 705-257-7188. Her email, Leanne, L-E-E A-N-N-E at referralmortgages.com. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wine and Real Estate. So I'm not having wine. I don't think Sean is either, but... Uh, that's okay. Uh, we can still talk about wine or beer or something, but welcome, Sean. Thank you so much for uh, joining me. For sure. Thanks for, for having me on the show. I'm, I'm excited to, to get this get going with this. Yes. Uh, so I've been following you on social media for a little while, and I really like what you do, uh, you and, and your wife as well. You've been quite active, and you've really changed your life. That's a story I'd like for you to share what did you do only a few years ago? Like you've totally transitioned and could give us a bit of an overview of, of that new lifestyle. <laughs> For sure. Well, I'll kind of talk about how, where I was before all this really, I guess. So, um, you know, for people who have been following, maybe maybe know a bit of my story. Uh, originally, or I'd say about two or three years ago, we were I was working in the oil field. So I was constantly, and I live in New Brunswick, so I was constantly flying. Back. Oh, wow. Um, you know, doing, uh, you know, flying across the country, each, each shift that we would have, and we, we would work for about three weeks on and then one week off, or sometimes it would be for a couple of months uh, straight. And then, you know, you come back home for a short period of time. Um, and anyone who knows anything about the oil field right now, they have, you know, they know that it's not as great as it used to be. Um, I remember growing up, it was a lot of people from here were like, oh, you know, the oil field, that's kind of, you're going to make tons of money and this, that, you know, the other thing. Um, but, you know, it's a very, a very, a very economy driven uh, business, right? It's a commodity. And uh, as long as everything is, you know, going well with the economy and going well with that, that particular industry, uh, then it's great. But then when it when it does go down and they do have their dips, uh, it gets a lot worse, right? So 
anyways, I was uh, doing that. And I mean, I have a, a family uh, as well and a wife and stuff like that. So it was getting harder and harder kind of to leave and go away each time. So I decided that I was going to try something to kind of change everything around. And uh, originally, my first thought was to get into flipping uh, properties, but I had no idea how to do it. I didn't have enough money to kind of <laughs> jump it and do it myself, right? Like right off the hop. So um, I actually got mentorship from uh, from Cashflow Tribe, and I believe I believe you're a member, or at least yep. you've been involved with Cashflow Tribe. Uh, so I started with that, and I started going to the weekly courses and stuff like that that they had there, and I learned about uh, wholesaling. Right. And, you know, a strategy that I could use to kind of uh, get involved and start building capital so we could start doing more after the fact. And, you know, here we are, you know, two, two years and a bit later and uh, I'm doing this full time and uh, loving life. Excellent. That's really exciting. So going from the oil fields, being away from home from your wife and kids quite a bit um, and now doing wholesaling. So. Can you tell us more about wholesaling? I have some mentoring students and last night I was on a call and they asked me, what's what's the deal with wholesaling? So I gave them my definition, but you're an actual wholesaler. So you have a much better definition, I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure about that. Like I wouldn't call myself a wholesaler. I have wholesale okay. properties, but um, that is, is one of the strategies we do employ. So what wholesaling is essentially is so what our business does relatively is just generates leads, right? Okay. So we find properties that, you know, people are looking to sell or that are either, you know, distressed or, you know, the people have a reason for wanting to sell off market or quickly, right? So we'll, we'll basically advertise for those leads. And when we speak to the customer, uh, we'll look at the property, analyze it and determine what its best use is uh, and what, you know, the potential re renovation costs are going to be the fair market value and after repair value and such. So we'll take all that information and then we will determine what we can possibly spend to uh, to purchase that property and potentially wholesale it, flip it or uh, keep it as a buy and hold. Right. So when we when we analyze the property, we'll if it's, you know, something that would be a good flip, we'll make sure that we, you know, when we're offering, we leave a little bit of a spread that we could potentially wholesale it. Uh, or the same thing, if it's a buy and hold that we don't want to keep, we make sure there's a little bit extra spread uh, to to wholesale that as well. So once we do get that property under contract, we'll, we'll do what we call a disposition, uh, which is basically market that property uh, to other investors that are either on our buyer's list or into uh, other you know, wholesale groups like on Facebook and stuff like that uh, and see if somebody's looking to to purchase it. Excellent. And is it mostly single family homes or duplexes or do you get into larger complexes or? Uh, well, I mean, most of what we deal with is single family homes or duplexes. Uh, we have had several multifamilies as well, but like I'm sure you're aware it's those are fewer and far between. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Like, you know what I mean? There's not it's not every day like, a, you know, eight or 10 or 12 or an up unit building is even going up for sale. Right. No, that's so, And with the market the way it is right now, there's extremely high competition for all that. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? The niche that we've carved out right now and that we've been doing well with is a uh, single family to up to fourplexes. Okay, so it falls under the residential financing as well, yeah. which is easier to finance. I'm sure it makes things 
a bit quicker because I think that's part of the wholesaling is quick. Like you mentioned, there's some pain points that people need to move out. They're moving to a retirement home, a divorce. Like what are the reasons why people would choose a wholesaler versus MLS and a realtor? Well, I mean, there's been situations like we've bought like horror houses for one. Yeah. Realtors, <laughs> realtors don't want to touch those. Nope. I mean, nobody really does, right? So it's just kind of an opportunity. Um, you know, those we did buy one or one of the original, uh, one of the first, actually the first deal that I did was a hoarder house that we bought. Okay. Uh, and it, yeah, uh, looking back now, like at the time, I was just very, you know, uh, wanted to do a deal and get everything done. So uh, we ended up doing a lot of the work ourselves. And uh, I would do the same deal again today, but I would make sure somebody else was doing the work. Because <laughs> <laughs> it took us, I think, about two months to, to get this thing fully cleaned wow. out. Like, Eight eight forty yard bins, like it oh was my, crazy. There's you know, and and when we looked at it, we're like, oh, it's not that bad. And you know, hmm. by the time we got it all out, it was it was a lot more than what we expected. Um, but you know, hoarder houses, that's one of them. Um, just distressed distressed properties um, that you know have a lot of deferred maintenance, might not be in very good condition. Uh, a lot of times, realtors want to sell something that's nice and crispy. You know, yeah. And, and realtors also they're and I'm not saying they're doing it from a perspective where they're they're trying to deter the the person from selling, but trying to get them the best price that they can get as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Um, so you know, a lot of times we'll you know advise them to do a bit more repairs than they're maybe willing to do. Um, and sometimes people are embarrassed, right? Yeah. You don't want people to come in and out of their property. They know that it's in rough shape or they know it's whatever. They don't want to kind of be there and have people go in and out uh, and just kind of expose themselves to that. Right. Like I've had a few sales that it was just, they knew it was in rough shape. They, they had, they had fell on hard times. They weren't able to um, actually sell on the market and they just, they were embarrassed. Right. So, you know, we were happy to kind of help them uh, with that as well. Right. Uh, other situations, I guess, would be uh, I've, I've had a few that were people that wanted to buy another property, but they weren't able to get financing unless they got their their previous property. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. So it was kind of a transition situation where they they had already they didn't want to take the risk in the seller's market to lose the property that they wanted. So and essentially, we bought it from them uh, quickly so that they could do the turnover to their new property. Cool. So you're really providing solutions. That's what I like about wholesalers. I know some people are like, oh, wholesalers do this, do that. But I find you're providing solutions. You're helping investors, of course, but also the people selling the properties. So there's a really nice kind of human element. You're providing solutions. Like you said, people that have fallen on too hard times. I know I bought a house in Moncton and the roof hadn't been fixed and taxes weren't paid for six years. Mm -hmm. So obviously something was going on with that couple and by buying it, I brought them out of a bad situation, but I'm not a wholesaler or I don't do wholesaling. And yeah, my closing was six months. So I'm not sure how much I helped them, but in the end it did help them out. Well, exactly. Uh, and I think a lot of times, and I think the people that maybe frown upon wholesalers or look down on them don't see it from that other aspect. No. And they don't necessarily realize that money isn't always everyone's driver, right? Nope. Isn't, isn't everyone's, um, you know, main concern, right? Like, I mean, yes, could they potentially do this, this, and this, put it up on the market and get a little bit Absolutely. more? Probably, right? But at the end of the day, 
if it's easier for them, you know, who are you to say that they, that they're stupid or or that they're being ripped off or that whatever? If they if that's what they choose, right? You know, we we definitely go in, don't go into any situation attempting to try to uh, you know undercut or be kind of slimy about anything, right? Like we go in there and try to provide solutions for people. And a lot of times, like to be honest, I have told people like maybe you're better off going with a realtor. Yeah. Or maybe you're better off doing this. You know what I mean? We're trying to help and provide a service here. Um, you know what I mean? And the last thing I want to do is ever have that that reputation. We're in a small town here, right? Yeah. Like there's, there's no point in trying to do that. You're better off just being being human, trying to provide solutions. And in the end, you're going to do much better and have a longer standing business uh, by doing that than you ever will by, you know, getting a couple deals by trying to sneak something under the radar with people. And you're in the business of people. So I know it's real estate, but it's really people building those relationships. Did you get referrals? I'm sure you get clients that know someone and yeah. I'm sure that's happening. Yeah, well, I mean, we did actually just get one one referral uh, that was that recently. We actually did the closing and everything like that. We uh, we have yet to put it out yet, but we went and did a uh, like a video with the, the person who gave us the referral because we do actually offer referral bonuses. So if anybody does uh, refer us to something that leads to a sale, uh, we give them a, a bonus for that as well. So uh, we just got to do a little video with that. It was really nice. I was really happy to go and uh, have a nice conversation with somebody that would, that referred our business because I mean, that's, that's like the best part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are the best possible ones when somebody like sees what you're doing and and likes it and enough to refer somebody else to you i mean the the bonus is is neither here nor there i don't think i i think that it's it's extremely valuable and it made us feel really good that somebody was willing to uh refer our business right because that's what it's all about yes absolutely and, and now I think you have a whole team or are you alone in this or how does it work <laughs> well we we have like we have a, a marketing team now that's kind of working with us. We, uh, you know, that's, you know, uh, subcontracted out a lot of it. Right. Because, you know, I I've done a lot of marketing up to this point and it's just, I'm only one person, right? Like, you can yourself <laughs> high, right? Uh, my wife works with me here in the office. So she, she handles a lot of the admin kind of situations, uh, like stuff here for the contracts and kind of keeps up on all that. She answers the phones now for us as well, uh, just to take the initial conversations. And uh, we have a couple sales guys that are running around doing, uh, you know, their own lead generation uh, tactics and kind of bringing deals back to us as well. So, you know, we're, we're slowly but surely growing uh, and, and moving forward, right? Like uh, it's an exciting time for our business right now. Yes, absolutely. And so Moncton home buyer, uh, do you focus only on Moncton or Moncton and Riverview surrounding areas or? Well, we're trying to niche down for the most part. And like, I mean, we are doing a Moncton, like greater Moncton. So uh, yeah. Moncton, Dieppe and Riverview. But I mean, we're also looking at properties in Shidiac or Cavalier, um, Petty Kodiak, uh, up Salisbury area as well. Um, like a 30 minute radius. Yeah, roughly roughly 50 kilometers uh, from center, okay. city center, right? So we'll go out to like the cottage country as well and stuff like that and look at properties. Um, so we're not directly in Moncton uh, for everything, but we do kind of mainly focus on Moncton because it's it's just they're easier sales for, for most people. Uh, when you try to talk to uh, an investor who may be from out of town and you say, okay, well, I got a property in Capilet, they don't really 
necessarily know where <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, but when you say Moncton, they're like, oh yeah, oh, I'd love to love to invest in Moncton. Yes. Yeah, I totally get that. I'm in Ontario. I do have several properties in, in Moncton and yeah, the Skudok River and I I'm <laughs> looked at the map. Where is that place? I don't get it, but <laughs> it's well, very nice. Exactly. And I mean, here is, is very different as well. Like, well, uh, if, if anything outside of town within like the 30 minute radius, the, the price drops dramatically. The, the uh, you know, buyer pool drops relatively dramatically as well. The, the uh, cash flow and also the um, tenants tenants to even uh, get yeah. into places, you know, that, that fluctuates quite a bit as well. So um, Moncton's kind of a safe bet for a lot of people here, even though I think that there is a lot of opportunity on the outskirts as well. Yeah, so Moncton, I, I, I really like this city because it's very diversified, but I'm seeing more and more people investing in the smaller towns. You mentioned like Shedziak, and cottage country as well. I was just on a call this morning with someone buying in, uh, I think Shidziak on the water. No, Kokang. I'm not sure what that is, but yeah. somewhere in New Brunswick. So <laughs> not too far, I assume, from uh, Moncton. No, no. Kokang's uh, is not too far from Shidziak, actually. Okay. So that yeah. area. Okay. I kind of get the gist of it. So, <laughs> but property management as well, like in those more remote areas, that can be difficult. I know Moncton has a good selection, but when you get to Kokang or uh, Shedziak, are there good options or? Uh, to be, I, I would assume that most of them probably still would service those areas. Okay, close enough. Uh, close enough, but I mean, it's definitely, if you're doing from out of town, like you, there, there are several other people too. And I mean, cottages usually are an Airbnb kind of situation. Yeah. So. Uh, or I would assume would be a more so or, or a better option for those type of properties if you are looking for cash flow. And I know there are a couple uh, of people here that are uh, doing like short-term rental management and stuff like that as well. Right? So, um, you know, I could definitely, if anybody is looking for somebody like that, you can definitely get in touch with me after we can, I can direct you to some people for sure. Excellent. That's great. And what about you, Sean? What's your portfolio? What do you buy or own or, or you don't keep anything? You keep it very no, lean? <laughs> no, well, we just, we just started kind of keeping some of them just because they were too good to, to you really pass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we're working on one right now. That's going to be a seven bedroom uh, student rental in, in, nice. uh, in Sackville. That's like walking distance from the university. Right. So, you know what I mean? And we picked it up for like a song. Like, uh, I think that all in, we're going to be all in for 170, I think. Once oh it's created and all that. So yeah, like we should be, that, that'll cash flow very, very well. Um, we do have, uh, like I have a couple of mortgage assets where we bought the property and then we, we basically were the bank on it. So, you know, we're getting paid the mortgage. Um, and uh, we are looking into other rental situations as well, but mostly we do uh, wholesales and flips. Okay. Yeah. And you do you get into like private lending or like borrowing money from private lenders to secure certain deals or? Yeah, well, I have, I've, I've done that before. We, we focus mostly on JV uh, okay. properties now. Um, a lot of our partnerships are that way. And I like, I like the, you know, kind of diversifying you know, partnerships as well. And just kind yeah. of, you know what I mean? You get that kind of thing going, then you never really worry about the finance and you don't necessarily have to take on the risk of holding all that money too, if you don't have a deal to put it in right away. Um, 
but at the end of the day, like uh, we're, we look at the opportunity of, of this situation. And I mean, uh, we are definitely looking at more uh, private lending opportunities and trying to find more people that are interested in doing that. Um, the issue that I've found so far is either just lack of, of I guess, not knowing not knowing yeah them, right like the not much of a relationship built up yet to where there's that trust that you can just say oh hey here like this is what it is so we are working on um things to kind of further that aspect of the business as well and, and i'm sure that it's not going to be too difficult i have i have uh quite a few people in our network here that are that have reached out to me about it in in the past but uh we've been mainly focused on creating the jv relationships so um but yeah, definitely around the corner. I can see that happening for sure. Are you lending? <laughs> no, no, I borrow. I don't lend. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I am. I guess I could be starting to lend soon, but I prefer borrowing at this time. I'm in kind of like you acquisition mode. Yeah. I'm buying in different parts of Canada, USA and other countries. Nice. Uh, so that's fun, but it, it needs a lot of money. So that's why I'm curious. But uh, going back to JVs, so I do a lot of JVs as well, or corporate structures, different things. Do you mind describing a bit the structure of a joint venture or something? What's ideal for you in a, in a JV? What's ideal mostly for me is just a straight up money partner, right? Like okay. at the end of the day, like any other way is just kind of a headache. Um, and, you know, not saying that... No, no. I, I mean, headache. But I mean, the, the thing is, it's if you have, there's too many cooks, too many cooks. It pulls can. every direction. And yeah. Right. Good, yeah. <laughs> uh, what I'll do is usually is like, because we have the deal, uh, we have the people to kind of put everything together. Right. So uh, what I usually look for is like, hey, like, you know, I'll, I'll present the deal. We'll still disposition it the same way we would if we were to to do wholesale, uh, basically have our presentation of what the deal is and what we expect for an ROI, which is usually very conservative of what we actually end up getting. Um, we'll present that to our potential JV partner uh, and they'll agree to put up the money plus renovations and all that. They basically handle um, all the, the money side of everything. So they'll pay, they'll purchase the property, they'll pay the, the carrying costs, uh, deal with all the lawyers and everything like that. Uh, and then we'll deal with all the work on this end. And then once uh, the deal's ready to go, we go put it up for sale. Um, all the calculations and everything get put into the pot basically. And uh, at the end, whatever ends up being full profit, we split 50-50. Okay, but if they're short term then, if they're already done, okay. Yeah. We, we aim for about 90 days. Oh, okay. They're really short because mine are five years. So that's why I'm like five years. You're talking about selling them already. <laughs> Great. So <laughs> well, see, that's cool. If, if they were, if they were um, like multifamilies, like multifamilies is a different story, right? Yeah. We would go in uh, planning to purchase it and hold on to it for X amount of time, get cash flow. But where they're flips, you know what I mean? It's just a quick flip scenario, right? Okay, you do JVs to finance your flips. Great. And are you doing kind of basement conversions, like adding basement suites, things like that? Yes and no. Um, well, or just a clean up, fix it up, increase value, and for the most it. part, yeah. Like we'll just do the the clean up renovations. Like we we try to focus mostly on cosmetic flips, right? So if we yeah. we'll do flooring, paint, uh, maybe update a bathroom or a kitchen or something like that. But uh, full gut job renovations we kind of try to avoid especially if the 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 um 
the renovation cost is more than 50% of what you purchased it's the property. Crazy for. now. Right. <laughs> right? Like, well, it can get it can get up there really, really quick, right? Oh, and, yeah. and the thing is I have I have construction background, or at least uh, you know, I used to do a, a business where I was a handyman, right? So I did a lot oh, of cool. jobs. And I had to price a lot of different jobs. So, I, it, you know, this transition was relatively easy for me because I can walk into a property and I can generally assume what it's going to cost uh, to to do a lot of the renovations. Right. So we'll work that out. And that, that ends up being pretty good. But uh, I remember back in my days of doing that, I used to tell everybody when I would when I would go to do a job for them, it would be like, OK, well, this is the estimate I can give you. But if I have to open a wall or if I have to <laughs> dig and yeah. it changed drastically very quickly and you need to understand that right because the thing is it's really at the end of the day once you open up a wall you don't know what you're going to run into could be rot could be electrical behind plumbing all twisted yeah. around it or asbestos or who knows who knows right and the thing is like i don't I, i'm not the type of person to just cl like close it up no and, and forget about it right like yeah if you, you run into do a good problem, job you have to deal with it right like you know do do what you're doing properly yeah no it's so true like you said reputation i did spend the summer in moncton and I, people are super friendly but it is very much a small town like feel even though it's a, a big city well fairly big i mean 150 170 i think with zeep and riverview yeah. which is it's a decent size but it feels like a village people know each other and of course i had my ontario license plate so people were pointing <laughs> pointing us out yeah. And the bright yellow car, of course, hard to miss. But <laughs> I, I love that flavor. But again, your reputation is huge. And in the whole world of real estate investing, it is a very small community. Yes. So like all across Canada, the name gets around. So if, yeah, if you don't do uh, good things, it's, it's not oh, great. Yeah. Well, and like that, it's you're not going to have any longevity that way. No. Right. So, you know what I mean? We We try to very much make sure that we are doing everything uh, as as cleanly as possible, as transparent as possible. Uh, you know, we want to be referred. We want to have further business. We want to do business with others, right? Like, so we're always trying to make sure that we, our, our reputation stays top, top of the top shelf, right? No, and I really admire that. That's, that's really excellent. So what's next for you? What do you see in 2022? We're kind of near the end of 2021. In a way, I'm happy, but in a way, I mean, there's still lots to do in the next few months, but what right. do you plan in, in the future? Well, we, like I said, we were, we're looking at, well, not looking into, we're actually in the process of expanding the business out. Uh, we're, we've created uh, 90, I'd say well, we're at about 90% for all our processes and stuff like that. So uh, just trying to find the right people to put into the right positions and uh, grow the business so we can, we're, we're trying to double our, our year uh, next year. Excellent. So, yeah. We're, you know, we were, we're trying to get to 48 deals next year. So wow. Yeah, we would. Uh, we're just trying to get everybody plugged into the right spots, uh, and uh, you know, continue to grow. That's excellent. And where do you see that growth happening in the same market, just with a bigger team, more of a marketing machine, something like that, or? Well, we kind of we we did some calculations to determine what like the total addressable market is here and what we could expect. Yeah. Um, you know, which is roughly about 48 deals in a year is probably the top of our sustainable, uh, okay. sustainable market. Right. So, um, you know, any, anything beyond that, once we reach that goal, then we're, we're expanding out. 
You need to go to St. John and other cities and areas because yeah. they're going to run out of properties. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, we, you know, we've been back and forth with this with our with our mentorship group and stuff like that. And uh, roughly the total addressable market for anyone uh, or any individual would be about 1% of what the sales are. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of how we would determine it, right? So uh, once we get beyond that point, there's only other one way to go. But I, I, I enjoy kind of staying here and not trying to rush myself out too quickly. Yeah. Is then you can you can find where you can take all your processes and you can basically break them. <laughs> yeah, totally. figure out where they break and what you need to reinforce and redo um, before expanding out. And then once you expand out, because you're going to have less, you're going to have so much less. Uh, control in those situations right because you're not going to be able to be there at all no. to, to do that so um yeah it's definitely exciting it's definitely uh definitely uh a great thing that that's happened over the last few years like as much as COVID has been a terrible thing and detrimental to a lot of people it has been it, it's actually i can't complain about the situation that <laughs> has brought on right yeah same for me i mean the growth because more time i use well now I, I don't have a job but i used to have a job so i saved all that time commuting then i got focused in my business same with you i'm sure you focus more on more or your business mm -hmm. can't go out well whatever i'll work on my deals meet people online yeah. and yeah it's been beneficial in many ways and it's changed the mindset too people are open to chatting with people all over the place online all age groups like all, even like seniors, they everybody's more open to it, which yeah. was not common just two years ago. So, no, not at all. And I, I've noticed that uh, as well. Like, I mean, it's it's so much easier to just say, "Hey, I want to hop on a Zoom call," right? Like, yeah. Uh, whereas before, it was like it was almost an awkward kind of situation. But like now, like most of the people that I deal with or meet with it is in in this fashion, right? Which exactly. Is, you know, is a very different thing for the last few years. But I think it's also uh, for those who've, who've adopted it easily, uh, it's helped them grow, you know, exponentially over the last little while. Yeah, it's like endless. It seems uh, you can go so many directions, but you have to choose. And I really admire what you do and being narrowly focused. That's the true key to success. I have uh, the opposite. I have the shiny penny syndrome. Here's a project in Portugal, Japan, and China, and wherever. So it's good to be focused. So good job on that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you have any final word of advice, something you would tell investors to, that they should look for? or? Well, if anybody's starting out and hasn't had success yet, just keep going. It's possible. Um, you know, like I you know, like we mentioned earlier, like I've only been at this for a couple of years now and uh, I've been able to quit my job uh, and focus on this full time. So it's definitely possible. Um, and yeah, like if anybody else is, if you are in the Moncton, New Brunswick area, we'd love to, to chat if you're interested in getting involved in real estate investing and uh, maybe interested in joining the team or, or if you're looking to buy, sell or invest here, we'd love to talk to you as well. That's excellent. Well, thank you so much, Sean. And what's the best way to reach you for those that are listening in audio? I see your email address or no, your handle. So yeah, what's yeah. the best way? The best way to reach me is probably on Facebook, which you can just find me on uh, my name here. Um, just shoot me a message on Messenger uh, or on Instagram. Uh, at, and that's my handle there at the Moncton Homebuyer. 
Excellent. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure and I hope to be able to see you in person in Moncton at some point. I am visiting in the next little while, so hopefully we can catch up and, and do some business. That would be fantastic. Thanks for having me, Francois. Thank you. Take care. Are you thinking about investing in real estate? Have you been wondering how to get started and what should I do? How can I finance things? Uh, what if I run out of money or I have no money right now? So these are all valid questions. And that's why I've decided to start offering one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. So if you'd like to learn how to grow your real estate portfolio or just starting out or you want to get creative or structure a deal, I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions and um, for, if you'd like to find out more, please send me an email at flhomescorp at gmail.com. So flhomescorp at gmail.com or 613-252-9829. And I'd love to chat with you and find out more about your story and see how I can help you. That's it. So I look forward to helping you grow your real estate portfolio. So don't forget, you can follow us on social media, Instagram. Our handle is FL underscore homes underscore corp. You can also find us on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And um, you can also find us on YouTube on our channel. So you can see video recordings of these podcasts and more. And so until the next time, cheers. <laughs>